to Single Soulmate Podcast, where we help you, the love warrior or love warrior to be, to go from single to with your soulmate, living the life of your dreams. Hello, 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 and uh, hey, welcome to another conversation about what's going on with your love life and how can you change it. Today, we're going to be talking about self-love, and uh, self-love is one of those things that everybody thinks they know what it means, but a lot of people are not feeling it. So let's talk about that. So what does it mean when we say, uh, well, you have to self-love? Laura and I have a Peloton at home and uh, we really like it. And the Peloton instructor said, uh, one of the Peloton instructors said, if you don't love you, you can't get a boo, you know? And, uh, and I love that, and it's true. Uh, so there's your, your, um, your tip from a Peloton instructor. Um, but there, there's more to it than that, right? Uh, like, how do you love yourself? How do you increase your self-love? Because what we see is a lot of times um, women are not going for their dreams, and it looks like there's a lot of reasons why that is. It looks like, well, the timing's not good, or I, you know, I don't have the energy, or or you know, where if you want to get coaching, there's money involved. I don't have the money. Whatever the thing is, it, it looks like oh, all of these other reasons are why I'm not like um, not only going for my dreams, but why am I not living my dreams? Why am I reading all these books and and reading all these blog articles, and why am I not? Um, living my my dreams and and the what's underneath it a lot is a lack of self-love um because if you don't love yourself you're not going to do the things for yourself that are good right and healthy for you um and again it gets dressed up in a lot of different things but uh but underneath it all is a is a lack of self-love now does that mean that you're not worthy of love no does it mean that you hate yourself no but it takes a great deal of loving yourself in order to do things for yourself that are good right and healthy for you and hey by the way if you're joining me live go ahead and put a comment in there saying hey i'm i'm here and tell me where you're watching from um and if you're listening to this on replay uh put in there replay and where you're watching from and if you're listening to this on our podcast then join our Facebook group. All right, I'm gonna take a drink of water. It's the love breakthrough for single uh, women. Okay, so the, the first thing is to recognize that it is lack of self-love that actually holds so many people back, uh, so many women back from reaching for their dreams and from being able to accept that dreams can come true and being able to accept that someone could treat them well. Hey, Janelle from Washington, awesome. And hey, Kayla, where are you uh, watching from? Um, so the, the understanding that and really getting that that is what is underneath, um, you know, going for, it's one of the things that are underneath, uh, not going for your dreams, not believing that your dreams are, are or even possible to come true, or that 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 you could have a man of your dreams. In other words, that you could be the woman of someone's dreams. 
right? Because in order for you to find the man of your dreams, you have to believe that you could be the woman of somebody's dreams. Not 10 years ago, not 10 pounds lighter. You right now could be the woman of someone's dreams, but you have to believe that that's possible. So self-love. And so understanding that it is lack of self-love that keeps you from taking the action that would be good, right, and healthy for you. And I don't just mean go on a date or stuff like that. It's prepare for a date. Prepare for understanding what's going to happen on the date. Prepare yourself so that the guy that you're going on a date with is a guy that's worthy of you. You see how I'm backing up many more steps? A lot of times people say, well, if I knew the right thing to say to this guy, then everything would be great. No, a lot of times you're you're even talking to the wrong guy. This guy is beneath you. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they trick you, they ghost you, they, they say nasty things, they do terrible things. And, but you have to remember that it is lack of self-love that made you think that this would be an appropriate partner. It's not that he's, he just said a jerky thing. It's that he's a jerk and you were both attracted to him. And here's the thing. You were attractive to him. Why? Lack of self-love. And so, hey, Kayla from Nebraska. All right, right on. Um, and so the, the first thing, once you really allow yourself to embrace the truth of that, that you're going to attract someone that loves you at the level that you love yourself. And so if you've had guys mistreating you, it's because that's the level of self-love that you have. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that you deserve it. That just means that that's the level of self-love that you have. So once we understand the context of, of self-love, then the first step, and I'm going to give you three steps here. Uh, the first step is to forgive yourself for, for that. Um, very often when you read about self-love, you see a post, uh, a post or a meme on Facebook or Instagram or whatever about self-love. Nobody really says, I shouldn't say nobody, few people, okay, not 100%. Few people say, I don't love myself. What they say most of the time are different variations of really just excuses for why they need to treat themselves poorly, give themselves uh, set themselves up for failure again and again and again, not prioritize themselves. All of that is different variations of nice dressing of, I simply don't love myself enough to set myself up for success. I don't love myself enough to, um, to treat myself better and, and, and things like that. And so once we understand that, we have to recognize that there is a level of shame that comes with, well, if, if I'm attracted to this jerky guy who doesn't treat me well, and I'm attractive to jerky guys that don't treat me well, I have shame about that. Hey, Erica from Venice, right on. Venice is so beautiful. Um, my uh, brother lives in Hermosa Beach, California. I've spent some time there, it's really cool. Um, so the shame that comes from not loving yourself in the past and the shame that comes from doing things that when you reflect on them now, you go, oh my God, how did I let that happen to myself? 
how did I let myself be treated so badly? You've got to allow yourself to forgive yourself. Now, this is part of the work that we do in our programs. Um, but I'm just telling you, this is an important step that you've got to release the shame for whatever mistakes you've made in the past and, and forgive yourself. Because here's the thing, you did the best you could with the understanding, the resources, the community, the guidance, the, the, the advice that you had, the knowledge and information that you had. And information is actually just a small part of it because really nowadays, all the information in the world is available on the internet, right? You can just Google anything, how to, blah, whatever the thing is. And if just saying, reading the words was enough, then we wouldn't have advanced coaching programs where we take take women step by step, literally step by step to uh, loving yourself, to um, knowing exactly how to love yourself, to becoming attractive to and attracted to high quality men. There wouldn't be any need for, for premium coaching programs like what we offer, right? Because you can just read it in a book and then you get it. But here's the thing. Um, we are not robots. We are not Neo in the matrix, which I would love it if we were. You just stick a thing in your head and just download the information and boom, now you can fly a helicopter, attract true love, whatever the thing is. We're not robots. And so this takes a lot of, of care, a lot of attention, and it takes a lot of, of someone knowing the path that you're gonna travel so that they can say, hey, watch out for that rock. Hey, right around here, it gets really rocky. So let's hold cl close to each other, that kind of stuff, right? And so forgiveness isn't that you didn't have the right information. It's just like if someone is trying to quit smoking and all their friends are, are smoking, it's gonna be really hard. No matter what it says on the pack of the cigarettes, like this is gonna cause lung cancer and you're gonna be hooked up to a ventilator or whatever, like people still smoke. Why? Well, part of it is because that's what's around them. Now, obviously, when it comes to smoking, there's there's nicotine addiction. But here's the thing. There's a lot of addictions going on and dysfunction as well. Again, this is another thing that we work through with uh, people in our uh, in our programs. Um, the addiction to dysfunction, the addiction to what feels normal and, 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 uh, and natural, which is for most people, they grew up in dysfunction. Their early relationships are dysfunctional, unhealthy. And so that feels natural. And they're like, oh, my intuition said to do that. And like, you got to go a little deeper on your intuition. We actually are big proponents of trusting your intuition, except when your intuition has led you astray, then you need some outside help to kind of like check your thinking, right? Uh, and put some, some kind of uh, boundaries on that, right? Um, Hey, Cynthia. Yeah, so important, right? Um, yeah, very, very, you've, you've like just grown and, and, and transformed so much, Cynthia. It's so beautiful. Uh, and then Monique from New York City. Yeah, New York, New York City in the house. That's where I'm born and raised is New York City. Um, so the first step around really having self-love is to forgive yourself for uh, and, and, and start to release the shame from what you've done in the past, where you've allowed yourself to be not treated well, where you've allowed yourself 
to lower your standards to such a degree that you maybe did some things or, or had some interactions where you weren't proud of yourself. Uh, and I don't just mean in, in love relationships, but obviously we're talking primarily about that. Um, and, and so the second step is to understand the difference between something that makes you feel good, like I was just talking about um, your intuition, right? So a lot of times people say, well, my intuition says to do this because it feels good. And here's the thing, little kids do what feels good. Emotionally mature people understand the difference between what feels good and what allows me to feel good about myself. And this is a critical difference because when you allow yourself to, to take steps that, that allow you to feel good about yourself, it means that you've done a few things in your mind. First, you've taken yourself out of just looking at today. And it also means that you've taken yourself out of looking at what will they say? What will they say? What will my cousin say? What will my mother say? What will my friend say? What will my ex say? What will they say? And you get closer in touch with what are your true dreams and desires? Not just for this week, you know, not just for today, but what are your true dreams and desires for your lifetime? So when you look back on your life, what are, what are the things that really matter? So when someone is too hooked into what will they say or too hooked into like a feeling of, of scarcity and contraction and fear, then they just go for what will feel good in the moment. But when you allow yourself to recognize that you have a long-term, that, that you want to have a long-term vision, you want to think that, you want to understand that life is long and what you do to make yourself feel good in the moment, probably, now sometimes, but probably won't always make you feel good about yourself next week, next month, next year, next decade, and when you're 80 and 90 years old. So what will make you feel good about yourself? Like, look, I love ice cream as much as the next person. I, I use uh, not, I, I, I eat non-dairy ice cream because I'm vegan. And so, so uh, Ben and Jerry's has this awesome non-dairy ice cream called Netflix and Chill. So whenever we buy it in the pint, you know what makes me feel good? Eating the whole freaking pint. That's what makes me feel good. And you know what would make me feel better? Eating two pints right there the whole thing but you know what it won't make me feel good about myself why because i'm gonna my stomach will hurt i'll wake up bloated maybe gain some pounds stuff like that and if i keep doing that am i gonna feel good about myself no i'm gonna feel like a sloth i'm gonna feel like a whatever you know like a um, glutton and stuff like that. So it's not going to make me feel good about myself. One of the things that we notice that our clients who are badasses in, in many ways, professional women and stuff like that, is that they didn't realize how out of touch they were with making decisions that make them feel good about themselves. So when they decide to, to um, if they're invited, because our programs are invitation only, but uh, when a woman is invited to join us in a premium program and she says yes to herself, one of the most common things we hear after that, the next day, the next couple of days, is that this feels so good. 
I'm actually treating myself well, and it's a little uncomfortable because you're setting yourself up for success instead of setting yourself up for, you know, same old, same old, same old, right? You're, you're taking good care of yourself instead of going cheap on yourself. And so the idea of what makes you feel good about yourself most of the time is filtered through a misunderstanding of just what makes you feel good in the moment, right? The eating of the Netflix and chill ice cream. And if you haven't tried it, the non-dairy Ben and Jerry's Netflix and chill, it's freaking amazing. But anyway, I digress. Um, so uh, Mandy, how do you feel self-love when everyone else makes you feel worthless? So here's the, the thing is I just was talking about how you want to stay away from what will they think? What will they do? And you want to get around a community and sin uh, can, can, can attest to this around a community where we lift each other up. The women of our love warrior community lift each other up. So nobody is making you feel worthless. And we help people, <clears throat> um, we help uh, women really start to, to move away from those that make them feel worthless and move into doing something for themselves. So what I was saying is, is that that distinction of feel good in the moment versus feel good about yourself is, is a critical distinction. So you're making decisions that make you feel good about yourself. And then that is a loop, a feedback loop that allows you to love yourself more. So if you want to have self-esteem, then you need to be doing like esteemable acts, right? Things that make you feel proud of yourself, not perfect, but proud of yourself. And one of the things that we see is that when women join our community again if they're invited because not everyone is invited but if if a woman joins our community what we see again and again and again is she feels good about herself because she's setting herself up for success and so you want to look at are you doing things that allow you to feel good about yourself setting you up for success right in your love life in anything in in life um yeah sin said you join a community of like-minded women and we learn to love and support each other and you end up cleaning your environment for more right cleaning your environment for a more loving and supportive circle yeah i think a little typos in there but but yeah that's what what our our programs are about is a a loving and supportive uh circle of women that are um yeah supporting one another and lifting each other up you know so look at how you can love yourself more on a day-to-day -day basis and and the way to do that is don't think about what they would say think about what will make me feel good in the long term and then uh how aligned is this with my hopes and dreams because like a lot of times people will say well i have to um i don't know do do something buy a new car whatever that they i don't know something something in the exterior world in the material world and everyone will say great that's that's good but if you look at what do you really want in your heart of hearts do you really want like are you sitting there dreaming about a certain like a, a high credit score are you dreaming about what i really want is an 800 credit score that's really what i want if i have that i feel fulfilled in my life Right. I'm, I'm being a little silly, but not really. Right. Because some people think that's the, the road to all happiness. 
it's not saying that's not a good thing to have, but that's not the road to happen. That's like a nice to have. But meanwhile, a lot of people are making their nice to haves must haves, and then they're making their must haves a nice to have, and their priorities are all, all wrong. And they wake up and realize that it's 70, 80, 90, and then it's too late to do anything about it. And the thing is every week, every month, every year, it becomes a little bit closer to too late to do anything about it. Ain't nobody getting any younger around here, right? And you feel less, less uh, optimistic. You feel less capable. You feel less attractive, you know, and, and by every measure. And so every week, month and year that go by that you're not prioritizing the things that are the must haves, the truly must haves in order to do the nice to haves that they are telling you that you should do, you recognize, wait a minute, they are unhappy. They are miserable in their job, in their relationship, in their life. They are getting divorced at a rate of over 50%. Maybe I should do something that's different, right? So that's the second one is to notice that distinction between feel good and feel good about yourself. And then the third one is to value your dreams and desires and don't shortchange yourself. In other words, maybe you have a desire to uh, have a family. Maybe you have a desire to get married and you're almost like embarrassed that you want to have the white dress, the big rock, all of this type of stuff. You're almost like embarrassed. Like I should be happy. I have this career. I have this, these, these degrees. I have this house. I should be happy with that. But this is the, the, the trick that has been played on far too many people. And frankly, it's been trick, a trick that's been played on far too many women probably you. Those things are nice to haves, but true love is a must have. How do you know? Well, you look at the research of what people are, are thinking about, feeling about, and talking about on their deathbed. There's a great research project that became an article in a book called the top five regrets of the dying. And if you look in there, what you will see is all five of those are about love, relationships, and being in tune with your deepest desires. None of the top five regrets of the dying, none of them are about, I wish I had a higher credit score, I wish I had a bigger house, I wish I'm, I'm here on my deathbed with more money in the bank, I wish that I had um, you know, paid off my visa bill. None of that stuff is about those exterior life things. And so it's like you've been duped but you find out too late. Our intervention here is don't let it be too late because the reality is you're getting older. I'm getting older. We're all getting older. We're all getting one step closer to that, you know, being on our deathbeds, right? Long time from now, right? But really not that long, right? Life goes like that. What do you, if you ever talk to old people and, and we do, and we've read a lot of research, what they say is, wow, it went fast. I spent a lot of time worrying about things that didn't matter. I spent a lot of times focusing on things that didn't matter. And I didn't spend enough time on the things that do matter. And what it always comes back to, again, this is not just anecdotal, although anecdotal as well, but it is proven by research. What it always comes back to is love and relationships. And you don't want to wait until it's too late. So value your deepest desires. 
I don't care if people are telling you, oh, what you should do is get another degree, another degree, another degree. That will make you happy. The research is clear that it doesn't. So if you're watching people all say, do this thing, that'll make you happy. And then you find that the overwhelming majority of them are not happy when they do that thing. Then you got to say, maybe either they're, they're trying to trick me or they're just not paying attention, right? Are they, are they trying to, uh, to trick you? Maybe they're trying to trick you. You know why? Because the finances of this whole, you know, operation called the United States works better when you're single and lonely feeling and, and almost like depressed feeling. Why? Because you're going to spend more money on housing. You're going to spend more money on insurance. You're going to spend more money on, on healthcare. You're going to spend more money on everything as a single person. There's actually a financial incentive for you to be single for the GDP of this country. And so you have to be enough of a rebel that you say, wait a minute, I'm noticing that I'm being steered toward doing things that don't work for, for my desire to have, you know, marriage, a happy marriage, family, love, stuff like that. And I'm being steered away from the things that do work, right? Like our program here, if you notice those pictures on the wall there, this is just some of the women that are happily married because they chose to value their deep desires. And here, I'm going to show you some more over here. So this is what I look at every day on my uh, wall here, just to remind me uh, of this mission and why we do the work that we do. But the bottom line is if you want your dreams, your desires to come true, you have to value them more than you value doing what everybody else is telling you to do. You have to start doing something for yourself. And I'm going to bring it back around to those top three things. You have to start valuing your deepest desires, not just what you want in the moment, like the Ben and Jerry's Netflix and chill ice cream but what makes you feel good about yourself in the long term, and you gotta let go of the, the shame and leave that behind and forgive yourself. I wanna encourage you to forgive yourself for whatever mistakes you've made, whatever things you've screwed up, and allow you to decide, you know what, today's a new day. I'm gonna do things that make me feel good about myself. I'm gonna actually value my deep desires. And, and the more you do that, it becomes a loop of you loving yourself so much. And when you love yourself that much, you attract in a man who will love you so much and you'll be able to receive that love. Because here's the thing, without this, this very strong foundation of self-love, you could have your dream man walk up to you tomorrow and he'll say, baby, you're the sun and the moon and the stars. I just want to give you everything and you will be suspicious. And if for some reason you accept him into your life, you will self-sabotage that because you won't believe that you deserve it. Where does, and where do we see that in life? We see that in life in relationships. But you know what's an easy way to see that? Is with uh, lottery winners. Lottery winners think that the only thing missing in their life to make them happy is a boatload of money. So they play the lottery, they play the lottery, and somebody has to win, that is true. And the, when those that play the lottery win, 
the lottery winners have a disproportionately dramatically higher rate of suicide, depression, bankruptcy, criminal activity, including murder, much higher than the general population. Why? Because they realize they've been tricked and they've been tricking themselves. And it's the same thing with love. If something that is far more, far greater, far more amazing than you are really prepared for were to plop into your lap, meaning Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Fantastic, Dream Man, you'll screw it up because you're not prepared for it. You don't believe that you're worthy of it. So self-love allows you to prepare yourself for what it is that you desire, receive it, and not screw it up. That's what our, our program is about, is about allowing yourself to be the type of person that can receive. By the way, if you have questions, ask questions because I'm about wrapping up here. So ask your questions in there um, about self-love, right? To be the type of person who can receive this type of awesomeness. And that's what you want to be looking at is how can I be the type of person who can receive goodness, awesomeness, whatever it is. All right. Well, I'm glad that you decided to uh, to join me. Um, and yeah, I'm here available to support you, answer your questions, share uh, things with you. All right. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the learning about self-love. Um, and I encourage you, if you're listening to this for the first time, listen to it for a couple of times and take some notes on it and really look at um, are you forgiving yourself, releasing your shame? Are you, are you really doing things that make you feel good about yourself versus just feel good in the moment? And are you valuing your deepest desires? Because here's the thing. If you're not in integrity about what your deepest desires are, you're going to be attracting guys who are out of integrity and stuff like that. So maybe that's a topic for another day about why it is you're attracting out of integrity guys, but we'll leave it here for now. All right. So have a good rest of the day or night. Peace and blessings. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're a single professional woman who wants your success in your love life to match your success in your career or business, and you're looking to get crystal clear right now about why true love just hasn't been knocking on your door and, and what you can do about it, you're going to want to book a Love Breakthrough Clarity Call right now with one of our Love Breakthrough Specialists. She'll get on the phone or Zoom call with you one-on-one to assess exactly what's been holding you back in love, what it is you really want, and how to get there as quickly as possible. By the end of this compassionate and professional assessment, you'll finally have clarity, plus an immediately actionable path forward. So just go to singletosoulmate.com forward slash call to book a call. That's singletosoulmate.com forward slash call for a free love breakthrough call. That's for you if you're a single professional woman who is as serious about your love life right now as you've been about getting your degree or your career or business success. And if you're ready to finally have some clarity and have a breakthrough in your love life right now, this is perfect for you. Okay? Again, that's singletosoulmate.com forward slash call to book your life-changing one-on-one assessment call right away.